Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, all so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs today. Hello, and welcome to episode 87 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and my apologies for having been away for a little bit as I was uh, having shoulder surgery and I was kind of limited in what it was that I was able to do uh, for typing. Uh, I was able to do some things, uh, but it was really slow. Um, And so uh, my podcast today uh, is a little bit of reflecting upon how it is that we can truly find rest in the midst of our daily lives and how it is that we might be able to come to the knowledge and the enjoyment of the peace and rest that God desires for each one of us. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode and I'll see you on the flip side. Hey, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. So just a friendly reminder that if you'd like to listen to the full-length episode of this podcast, make sure to go ahead and hit the link in the description to go and listen to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you enjoy listening to podcasts. Again, the full episode can be found in the link. You can go and listen wherever it is that you most like to listen to your podcast. Hope you enjoy. So today we begin with our food for the head and it comes from St. Vincent de Paul. He says, we should take as a maxim never to be surprised at current difficulties, no more than at a passing breeze, because with a little patience we shall see them disappear. Time changes everything. St. Vincent Paul states a truth that we know pretty well, but very often we don't really live out, do we? We know that in our minds that when we're faced with difficulties that we're going to move through them, but our hearts really get tied up in the, it seems like, almost the ever-eternal moment of over and over and over again we're facing these difficulties and these challenges. And... I, I know at least I do. Um, so like for example, recently I had shoulder surgery and so one of the biggest things has been uh, having to have my arm in a sling for, you know, and um, pretty much doing things one-handed. <clears throat> Luckily I've been able to uh, use my hands and my fingers, uh, you know, to be able to type, but it's been really slow. And I think that's probably an insight into why it is that we forget that time's going to change everything is because we're impatient again at least i know i am i know that i get frustrated when things don't go as i had planned them um then i feel stressed and overwhelmed and then i'm even more liable to be frustrated and irritated 
anybody out there can identify. So the biggest thing is that we have to remember that time does change everything. And the difficulties today are going to become memories of challenges that we overcame tomorrow. And anytime that we think that we're not going to be able to get through the difficulties, that's when we focus on the present moment. And good friend, uh, Dr. Mike Scherzlick, he often talks about the fact of, you know, enduring suffering. And he says the key to enduring suffering is that we just focus on the present moment. So just when we think that we can't endure anymore, focus on the fact that you just did for that moment. And you did it again in this moment. And, oh, there you went again. In that moment, you were able to endure. In the same way, we have to remember that current difficulties, as St. Vincent de Paul tells us, are no more than a passing breeze. And if we have but just a little patience, they will disappear. We need to remember that God is in control. God is in charge. And he is caring for us, even if it doesn't seem like it in this moment. But we need to express our faith and to endure and have patience that he is working to the good of all those who love him. Our food for the heart comes from St. John Vianney. He says, When you awake in the night, transport yourself quickly in spirit before the tabernacle, saying, Behold, my God, I come to adore you, to praise, thank, and love you, and to keep you company with all the angels. I think one of the easiest ways to find rest with our Lord is to place ourselves intentionally in his presence. And I think it's important for us to try to rest in his presence as much as possible. Because in the midst of our daily life, we'll do everything but rest, won't we? Even when we're supposedly resting, we're multitasking. Even though we know that multitasking is not efficient. In fact, when you multitask, just as an aside, when you multitask, you actually are acting and doing things as if you are drunk because your brain isn't able to focus upon several things at once and give it the due attention it needs. So when we want to rest, we need to focus upon resting. Now you might be going, I don't have time to rest. I have so many things to do. Well, you're a human being not a human doing. Yes, there are things in this life that we are called to do. We're called to be saints. We're called to live out our state of life, our vocation, you know, fully, you know, as a married person or as a priest, religious brother or sister, or as a single person. We're called to live that out. And we have a personal mission that only we can do. But God never asks us to set aside what is best for us in order to do that mission. God rested on the seventh day, didn't he? He spent six days doing creating our entire world, the universe, and then he rested. We need to do the same thing. 
We need to be seeking out rest. And there's no one better to rest with than with the one who loves us, who created us, and desires nothing but our best. So when we do go and put ourselves intentionally in his presence, and that we could do this when we're folding the laundry, or when we're cooking dinner, or when we're out for a run, or when we're doing yard work. It can be done in the midst of doing things, but the best way is to go and to, for example, go sit out on your porch if you have a front porch or a back porch and allow the sunshine to warm you or the breeze to blow upon your face and to close your eyes and to place yourself in his presence. And when you adore him and praise him and thank him, then you're able to love him with all your mind and all your soul and all your strength. And when you do that, you allow him to fill you with his strength. But you also allow him to fill you with his peace. And it is when we're filled with his peace that we'll truly find rest. And this is what true rest is about. True rest is to be at peace. For when we're at peace, all our anxieties are set aside. Our stress is alleviated. We don't feel like we're overwhelmed. And we're comforted. This is what our Lord does. When we experience his peace, we allow ourselves to feel God's presence and the presence of his angels. Remember, the angels came and ministered to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. So even at the moment of his greatest trial and difficulty and challenge, the angels came and ministered to him. They brought him peace and comfort. This is what our Lord wants to do. This is what our Lord seeks us out to be able to do. But we have to say yes to it. We have to be willing to rest in his presence. We have to be willing to intentionally place ourselves there. We have to be willing to praise and thank him and adore him. And as we increase in our love of him, then he fills us with all of the blessings and graces that he wishes to give us. Most of all, his peace. Our food for the hands comes from the venerable Fulton Sheen. He writes, Strong passions are the precious raw material of sanctity. Individuals who have carried their sinning to extremes should not despair or say, I am too great a sinner to change, or God would not want me. God will take anyone who is willing to love, not with an occasional gesture, but with a passionless passion, a wild tranquility. A sinner, unrepentant, cannot love God, any more than someone on dry land can swim. But as soon as a person takes his errant energies to God and asks for their redirection, he will become happy. 
as he was never happy before. It is not the wrong things one has already done that keep one from God. It is present persistence in that wrong. Someone who turns back to God, as the Magdalene and Paul did, welcomes the discipline that will enable him to change his former tendencies. Mortification is good, but only when it is done out of love of God. Mortifications of the right sort perfect our human nature. Just like the gardener cuts the green shoots from the root of the bush, not to kill the rose, but to make it bloom more beautiful. Wow, there's just so much here uh, that uh, Venerable Bishop Fulton Sheen gives us that we can reflect upon today. And the biggest one, though, is that the key for us to find happiness, the key for us to find peace and to be comforted, is to take our energies, to take those raw passions and direct them to God and ask God to redirect them. When we're doing this, we're experiencing that conversion of heart. We're experiencing that conversion of mind because God can take these small efforts that we make and make them tremendously fruitful, just as he did with Saints Mary Magdalene and Paul. He gave them the direction they needed so they could move through the difficult and different challenges and mortifications that they were confronted with. In the same way, God will do that for us. In fact, God uses the very passions that have led us into sin to lead us to the heights of sanctity. But we have to stop doing wrong. We have to stop persisting in that wrong and say yes to his guiding hand. We have to be willing to set aside our despair of where we're convinced that we're too great a sinner to ever change. We have to set aside our unworthiness of where we say, God would not want me. God created you. God desires to be in union with you for all eternity. That's the last thing in the world that's on God's mind. God wants you with all his heart. He wants each and every one of us to give us his heart the best that we can. And when we do this, again, Fulton Sheen tells us we will find happiness as we were never happy before. And I know this is hard to imagine. I know it can be hard to imagine of, well, I, I drink and I have, you know, a problem with alcohol. And there's no way that I'll ever be able to overcome that. Or for like me personally, for me to think about the fact of um, I can overcome my tendency for sweets. That I don't have to turn to sweets in order to find peace or rest or comfort, but rather I can come to God. And when I do, I'm going to find happiness more than I've ever imagined. But it's difficult. I know this. I know it's super difficult. I continue to have to strive and be challenged in my own 
you know, difficulties. In my own sinfulness, I mentioned chocolate, and you're like, well, that's not a sin. Well, it is when it gets in the way of my becoming the saint that God created me to be. Or watching, binge-watching TV shows. Is that a bad thing in itself? No. But when it prevents me from doing exactly what it is that God has desired me to do, when it prevents me from doing a podcast or from meeting a friend for coffee or for making a phone call in order to encourage someone, when I choose to do the wrong and I persist in it, then I am turning away from God. But if I turn back to God, like Paul did. I'm sure Paul, in fact, the uh, the movie, the Apostle Paul, you know, Paul, Apostle for Christ is the name of the movie, came out a few years ago. And Paul, they imagined, very plausible, that Paul was uh, really tormented by the acts that he committed prior to his conversion. And he was convinced that, you know, he was going to have to pay a price and he'd have these kind of horrible nightmares of this kind of impending doom. And then in the end, because he was faithful to what our Lord had asked of him, what he found was is that those weren't horrible nightmares, but they were actually the gateway into his greatest desires. So in the same way, we have to remember that God can do anything if we say yes. And this is always the challenge. We have to say yes. We have to be saying, Lord, I'm willing to accept the discipline that you're going to give me. Lord, I'm willing to accept a mortification of some sort that you're going to give me. Just like the gardener cuts the green shoots from the root of the bush. It's not in order to kill the rose, but it's in order to make it bloom more beautifully. And God desires this for us too. He desires for us to bloom beautifully. St. Therese of Lisieux talked often about the flowers in God's garden and how she was a tiny little flower. And she wasn't a rose. You know, she wasn't a beautiful flower. She was just a tiny little wildflower. But the fact was is that when we are being exactly who we are supposed to be to the fullness of our being, God will make it even more beautiful than we can imagine. So don't despair of never overcoming a particular passion that might have led you into sin. Rather, point all your energies towards God and allow Him to make you bloom like the beautiful rose or flower that you are. Our food for the feet comes from St. Faustina in her Diary of Divine Mercy. She writes, Today, the Lord said to me, I demand of you a perfect and whole burnt offering, an offering of the will. No other sacrifice can compare with this one. I myself am directing your life and arranging things in such a way that you will be for me a continual sacrifice and will always do my will. In this, Jesus is speaking to St. Faustina. But the beauty of the Diary of Divine Mercy is that Jesus isn't just speaking to St. Faustina. He's also giving us insight into what he desires all of us to do. And he tells us what we should be striving for. 
We should be striving to abandon ourselves completely to His will in all things so that we can become a perfect offering. And to become a perfect offering, we have to offer our will. We have to freely say yes. We have to offer our lives freely, just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus begged and he pleaded and he said, If this cup can pass me by, please do so. But when it became apparent that it could not, he said yes. In our own gardens of Gethsemane, we need to be willing to say, Lord, if this can pass me by, please have it pass me by. But if it can't, then help me say yes to it and help me embrace it just as you embraced your cross. Help me embrace my cross. Help me embrace my sacrifice. Whatever it is that we don't like, we didn't choose, we can't change, and we don't understand. These are all the sacrifices. These are all the crosses that are in our life. Like right now, as I'm recovering from my shoulder surgery, I'm having to go and do things one-handed. And I invite you, just for an hour maybe, go and see all the things that you do with both hands. Brushing your teeth, combing your hair. In fact, my husband has had to learn how to uh, do my ponytail so that that way I'm able to have my hair up. I go around with my hair down a lot more, but the fact is, is that he has, you know, accepted this sacrifice, this challenge of caring for me in this way. And these are the things that we won't necessarily like. We might not necessarily like the fact that we have to uh, endure a particular challenge. We might not um, have chosen a particular person that we find ourselves in the company of. We might not be able to change the fact that we are working in a place that isn't very supportive of our faith or people who are willing to have us share the good news. But our persistence, our presence, and our joy will eventually have that impact. But we might not also understand why we are working in such a place, for example. But it might be because if we weren't there, there wouldn't be any light of Christ that any of those people might ever come into contact with. So all the more reason for us to model as best as we can, not to be perfect, but as best as we can to model the love and mercy of Christ for others so that they too, when the time comes, you're planting seeds, so when the time comes, they too can say yes to the invitation that God has placed before them. So when we offer ourselves completely in union with God's will for our life, then he keeps directing our life and he arranges things in our life so that everything becomes a continual sacrifice so that we're capable of doing his will. So it builds upon each other. It's a continuing ever further up and higher in. And this is what becomes joy. And when we are finding such joy and we know that we can offer our will and we can become a perfect offering, 
then we find true rest. We find peace because we know that there's no other sacrifice that's better than our doing God's will, abandoning ourselves to His will. There's no greater sacrifice. And this brings us that great joy for us to freely choose to do God's will. Freedom is only possible. Freedom is only possible when we choose it. When we're told what to do and have no choice in it. Like, for example, particular laws. And we're told that we have to do something. There's no freedom in that. We need to remember that. We need to remember that God has revealed to us in his word and in his commandments what will bring us true freedom, what will free us to be able to be our best selves. They're not restrictions. Rather, this is how we become holy. This is how we choose the path of sanctity. And when we choose wisely and others are watching us, then perhaps they too will choose wisely because they saw us do the same. This is why we have to strive to give our will. This is why we need to offer our will freely so that we can strive to become the saint that he created us to be. might be some resolutions that you could take from our discussion today. Well, as you're trying to find rest, you need to practice. You need to try and overcome your impatience. So this week, one thing that you can do is try to grow in patience. Think of a situation where you become easily impatient and resolve that at least you're going to count to 10 before you respond. So that's one way. Another, as we talked about, uh, St. John Vianney's advice, go and transport yourself and put yourself intentionally in God's presence. So this week, look for opportunities to be able to seek out God's presence as much as possible, particularly if you get woken up in the middle of the night. And then also give consideration to the fact that we need to resolve to stop doing wrong and redirect our energies towards God. So think about something that you're doing in your life that you want to stop doing. And then each time that you begin to do it, strive to redirect your energy and your focus on God instead. In time, you'll be given that direction of how it is that you can respond. But first, direct your energies towards God. Hopefully these resolutions will help you be able to take our conversation and make them practical and apply them in your life today. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. So are you enjoying the podcast? And are you enjoying the food for the head, heart, hands, and feet that I've been sharing with you? 
Would you like to know whether or not there's something within the Say Yes community that might be of help to you to be able to get some clarity on what it is that you're supposed to be doing right now, or perhaps to be able to help you build sustainable habits in your life, especially for your spiritual life? If any of these things are of interest to you, then make sure to schedule a connect call with me. No obligation, completely free, just 15 minutes to get to know one another a little bit and see whether or not it is that I might be able to help you. Because there's nothing that makes my day more than to be able to help someone figure out what it is that God desires for them. So make sure to reach out and connect with me today. You can do that by simply going to the Say Yes to Holiness website, www.sayyestoholiness.com. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes or message me through the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness through my website at www.sayyestoholiness.com or send an email directly to me at Christina Simmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we have begun here. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we continue to tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation again with you soon.